Welcome to the FinTV podcast series, where we tap into the collective expertise of the world's leading supply chain, manufacturing, and digital innovators. My name is Maria Villablanca, the co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, and I'll be your host. Join us every week to hear the opinions, lessons, and general guidelines from the industry's leading minds. FinTV, insights for today's digital leaders. This week, I'm very pleased to welcome Jesper Tobel, who is for Vice President of Elements and Moulds at Lego. Hi, Jesper. Hi, great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. So we're going to get into some uh, conversations around some of the really interesting work that you're doing mm-hmm. there in the manufacturing space. But I guess just set a little bit of the scene. Could you just start by telling us about your sort of personal background and, and how you've uh, taken the journey to where you are today? Yeah. So uh, my personal background, I've been with Lego for 12 years. I worked in various roles, uh, started in planning, also worked with product development, worked in doing, you know, uh, packaging, packaging, uh, packaging equipment. And now recently, since 2014, I've been working with the core of Lego, which of course is to uh, do the technical specification of all the Lego bricks. Uh, we uh, we uh, deep a lot, uh, deep insights into a lot around how you do a Lego brick, of course. There's a lot of things on uh, specification of how to make Lego bricks. And then uh, I do all the injection molds. So Lego is an injection molding company. So mm-hmm. my uh, responsibility is to uh, design molds, uh, optimize molds, uh, make molds, buy molds, <laughs> uh, qualify molds, and get them up and running in production. Okay. So uh, that's uh, my life. Uh, I, I run an organization with around 450 uh, uh, mainly based in Billund, Denmark, but also based in um, in China, in Singapore, in Hungary, and in Mexico. Okay, so diverse uh, activities, diverse regions, um, and I guess I guess an interesting place to start is is in the nature of, of the industry itself. In the the toy market, for anyone that's got kids, moves very quickly. New characters come along, new trends, new films. That must create a need to innovate at pace what what kind of challenges are specifically given to you in the yeah. engineering space as a result of that yeah uh, yeah one of them uh, you you're completely right the innovation rate illegal re uh, launch or relaunch uh, our our portfolio of uh, final goods or our total portfolio, portfolio around 60 percent is new new uh, novelties as we call them every year um uh, it's so newness is a big part of the business of bringing uh, uh, new things to, to the market and of course lead time uh, has been uh, ever always relevant and we have been you know if historically look like Lego have reduced its time to market point and that's the thing we constantly work on being ready uh, and uh, you know the toy business is at least in the western part of the world uh, dominating by one big event and that's called Christmas uh, <laughs> and uh, and that's what, uh, of course a huge uh, peak for us uh, around the Christmas sales, uh, so uh, and you can say there is a, a complexity in the business that you you launch the next year without knowing the result from the previous year. Yeah, and that uh, gives a huge pressure on lead time, of course. So then you can adapt your your program to whatever trend there is. Um, however, Lego is also uh, you know a fantastic uh, consumer base of loyal uh, consumers that. Uh, yeah our products so but I, we still you know need to uh, bring a lot of new stuff into the market of course that's a uh, part of our, our 
well-being. Um, you know, from what I hear, you're using a lot of IoT in your uh, production and development techniques. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think are the advantages of, uh, of that technology and uh, uh, how do you make a, the most of those advantages? Yes. You know, I think we have, uh, like many other companies, we have stuff that we have been using before it was called IoT. And then we've also, you know, embarked on a journey to test many things out. I think that one of the, the major things we see with IoT is data collection and getting data behind, behind stuff that we previously took for more, you know, uh, based on craftsmanship instead yeah. of with, uh, deep data. Intuition. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest advantages what we've seen. I think there's a lot of software that come with opportunities also now for, you know, doing more like uh, simulation, digital twin, um, uh, also, uh, you know, doing um, uh, much more data, at, at, uh, data analysis that we have done before and there's opportunities for big data that we uh, can see in the future. So I see there's a lot of good things um, that, that could be interesting to, you know, to keep point. So I imagine that level of visibility uh, gives you a way to improve costs and quality. You know, how, have you ever been able to achieve that? And if so, how? I think we, uh, I think we constantly uh, improve our, um, our in, especially now I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the mold business. Yeah. You know, if you see what we have been doing, then uh, uh, giving uh, much more data to, uh, of course, give us opportunity to improve uh, the, the cost of our molds, the quality of them, and also, uh, you know, the delivery time. And all that is based on that we get data that we did not have just a few years ago. And I'm interested in, in those aspects you're describing. How recently have they come into play and have you been able to take advantage of them? Because I think there's still some mystery around some organizations and sectors are very well advanced in using IOT and mm. others are sort of hanging back. So how, how long have you been really, feel, you feel like gaining that value? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, so you could say, I think uh, the, the last, you know, where it really took off is the last uh, four to five years, mm -hmm. where, you know, I think the overall organization in Lego have been more and more interested and our recent CEO uh, and COO have also formulated, our COO have, have put a big ambitions into how we should utilize that. Um, uh, as I said, you in the mold, doing molds, we probably have been a, ahead of some of the things before it was called IOT. Yeah. So it's not uh, unknown for, you know, the molding business uh, using sensors, technologies and stuff like that. Um, and we also currently looking at software that could help us much more in that direction uh, when we optimize our molds. Okay, and you, you mentioned briefly that your your CEO had sort of been been quite committed to, to yep. using this approach. And do you feel that's where this change has to come from? Um, yeah, I definitely have. My experience is that need a lot of the innovation probably come from within the organization and more bottom up. But a senior le level sponsorship uh, and interest for this is for sure, like many other things, very very relevant and almost uh, you know things that needs to be there so we can we can succeed on this um uh, yeah so that's my experience yeah uh, and you mentioned sometimes it's, it's bottom up sometimes it's top down mm. are there challenges in in explaining uh you know a new technology or something to to mm. let's say the, the top level of management who have more of a strategic view who may not be as hands-on obviously with the technology yeah, I think uh, there has been part of our, our organization that has been super good at doing um, uh, showcases. 
and the, and those showcases had had uh, I think awakened a lot of uh, curiosity from uh, from the from our sea level uh, to understand the need of this and of, of course they also hear the hype that's going around uh, on the opportunities here so I think um, and we also experienced that that uh, there is more and more interest for uh, for for the topic. And how, how important is it to get that kind of buy-in both from the leadership side of the business as well as from the people on the shop floor uh, with regards to new technology? Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, super relevant. I think, um, you know, what I've experienced that people on the shop floor, they are very, very keen in learning these new things that have been showing a lot of interest. And I think uh, probably also speak to Legos, uh, you know, they're super engaged in every improvement we can find out. Um, and um, in general, I also see the leadership uh, teams around the company being uh, very relevant. Uh, thinking this is very relevant, of course, more how can they use it in their agenda and how can they apply uh, the different technologies. Yeah. And, and what would you say looking ahead, you know, where, where do you see manufacturing in the next, I don't know, five to 10 years time? Uh, what kind of emerging technologies do you think are gonna be mainstream um, mm -hmm. and offer new opportunities? Of course, uh, you know, this about connect, connecting all your different equipment, uh, equipment. I yeah. think that's interesting. Finding, uh, you know, like any other company, Lego also have equipment that is years old. You need to find the protocol that can, uh, or the whole cybersecurity around uh, getting connected, getting your supply chain connected as well. So it's not, you know, only within the company, yeah. but also much more broad. Uh, I think that uh, presents a huge opportunity. Uh, I think the emerging of sensors and robotics, uh, uh, you know, almost like we have this conversation, robotics are getting cheaper. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, there is a, 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 a many, many f uh, things on the sh that will change the shop floor. And I think that's also uh, you know, what's been said by many. And I think that also what we experience uh, where you know, data will be presented much more for the operator and instead of the operator looking for data, then there will be much more, you know, things that the operator needs to decide and based on the data we uh, mm -hmm. gather from the, from the processes we do. I'm interested that you mentioned the supply chain briefly there and increasingly the conversations we're having talking about value chains as opposed yeah. to supply chains or manufacturing. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you get the supply chain uh, partners on board if you're, yeah, if you're looking for complete visibility along your value chain, you, you need their help. Have you, and it sounds like Lego with four or five years IoT experience involved, maybe a further along this journey than other organizations. So how do you manage to get those kind of partnerships um, yeah. going? I, I don't think we're that far in, uh, in totally enabling, you know, our full supply chain also using external partners. I think our focus and also been really to understand something internal first, and then we have made some so a few pilots. You know, we way made a pilot with one of our and also did with one of our mold suppliers, where they upload data on shipping data and logistic data into the cloud, and then we can see it immediately. Uh, and then they, you know, you can always discuss this. This there will be a lot of security around that. And that's, of course, been one of the things that uh, we have to figure out. Yeah. And, you know, with all this new emerging technology and um, uh, we talk about the future of manufacturing and tech and so forth, what about um, the employees? Do you think that the future of manufacturing 
will require a different type of employee? I mean, are you hiring people perhaps that were different than you were hiring five years ago? What do they mm -hmm. look like? Uh, I definitely think, you know, that the, the, the existing employees we have, they're super skilled. And I think there are many of these tools they can uh, take upon them uh, with, with the right training. Yeah. Uh, I do also see we, we start to hire people with, um, with deep insight into uh, not necessarily molding and understand the mold, but much more analytical people. Right. Uh, so I think it will be a combination of people that are deep functionally into the industry I'm part of, and then we will get new resources on board that have more a, I think a broad term we'll call it data, a data technology background. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And, and do you think that those people are readily available? I mean, how attractive is the manufacturing industry for that type of uh, uh, employee? Yeah, I think Liv have been lucky many times that, uh, or it's not luck, but it's also hard work that we have, you know, generally we we are in, in Denmark seen as a very attractive workforce. But I agree with you, the manufacturing industry as a general need to do something to dust off, yeah. uh, to to yeah. attract these people because there are many other businesses, you know, that, um, that uh, is more interesting to understand, you know, consumer behavior and, uh, you know, uh, much more on the social media is probably for many more interesting than looking into process data and see variances on a manufacturing process, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. So, of course, there is a hunt for that talent. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms of, of the agendas, which, which certainly are increasingly appealing and important in terms of the, the mission of, mm. of, a, of a company, I know something that's very central to, to Lego's ethos is around its sustainability agenda, uh, its carbon footprint agenda. Now yeah. that's going to create some very specific challenges for you in the manufacturing engineering space. So, yeah. how does the work your your part of the organisation is doing support those bigger corporate goals in that in that agenda? Yeah, and of course that's also we are also supporting Lego's sustainability agenda with all that we can, um, uh, and uh, data. Uh, when you change your material or adapt your material to new standard, is very important because you know there is a design. There's a design of Lego brick that is born based on a certain material. Uh, and of course, we need to make sure that that, uh, that functionality that is required from that Lego brick stays. Uh, so that's uh, where data and simulation comes in. Lego has for years done a lot of what we call computer-aided engineering. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, where you use algorithm to see how you the, the flow of material go into a mold. And uh, that becomes even more relevant in this situation where you test for new materials as well. Mm -hmm. sure. um, and then I, I guess another point is around how you roll out these new innovative processes uh, more widely. I mean, Lego has a huge footprint that you've already talked about with manufacturing facilities around the world. Mm -hmm. how, how do you manage the implementation uh, and scalability of that kind of innovation when you've got the real practicalities of it, really, yeah. you know, especially yeah. when you talk about you manage so many different, uh, you've got cultural barriers, language yeah. barriers, yeah. Yeah, geographical yeah. barriers. How do you overcome that? Yeah, what we have done in, especially when we in the mold, is a lot around standards and guidelines. Right. So uh, that's been uh, our success, for example, and we, we started in Singapore for, what's that, more or less uh, one and a half year ago. Uh, are two years ago and we have onboarded up to 16 new colleagues there and that had been possible to do by having you know strict standards 
uh, and know in the process what they're doing. Uh, so, uh, so I agree with you that um, that's also where IoT plays, uh, I think, a, f a future role than the onboarding and training of people will simply be easier. You can do much more remote. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you also see, I think, we start to see that benefit a lot from um, from where technology help us in, in onboarding new people. But yeah, you know, to get above or get up, uh, you know, solve some of the barriers you talked about on culture and language and time difference. That um, technology has a big opportunity here. And, and looking further ahead into the future, um, which which of these kind of emerging technologies, um, aside from IoT, which you seem to be, you know, quite well down that journey, mm -hmm. um, What's, what might be next on the horizon where you can perhaps push some new barriers or some, explore some new opportunities? Is there anything that strikes you as being particularly strong there? I still think Lego will be in injection molding also uh, in, the, in the future. Um, you know, I, don't, I, uh, I, I think that's difficult to answer what other uh, technologies might come. Um, you know, a lot have been painted under the umbrella of of of, uh, of IoT. Um, I definitely see, uh, you know, uh, in the mold business, I see uh, automation uh, and uh, and robotics. I know that's owned IoT being, uh, you know, things that uh, and stuff that are connected that was not connected before. So it probably falls under IoT umbrella. That that is what is moving. I don't think the traditional molding industry in itself are moving so much. I think that they also on the journey of using data to improve their, uh, you know, their machines and processes. Do you know, we talked a little about, uh, you said something about how uh, the manufacturing industry has to dust its cobwebs a little bit to try to attract new talent into the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, yet there's a lot of innovation taking place. You know, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of things that are really exciting for young people like robotics and like the things that we talk about now, more connected mm -hmm. devices. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but also a consumer driven uh, environment uh, that makes manufacturing a little bit faster, moving faster supply chains that are more connected. What do you think the industry can do as a whole, mm -hmm. you know, not mm -hmm. specific to, to your company, but as no. a whole to attract more people into that space? Yeah. And, and, and this is not a commercial, but what we have done as for Lego is joining some of the initiative days to attract more young people to study engineering, for example. Yeah. Uh, uh, doing much more internships, uh, showing, uh, your, you know, that it's not so boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's actually super interesting if you, uh, there's a lot of challenges and people can learn a lot from. Uh, so I think that's uh, the industry, industry obligation that you... Uh, open a little bit more up for being flexible on how you onboard your people. Uh, get out to these uh, conferences. Uh, many universities uh, arrange of, for, for, for new students and new graduates. Um, uh, being part of the you know, global initiative, uh, one of the things we, we currently look into all the, oh, I, can't, it's, I think around 130 university pro uh, professors that are in a, you know, in a conference, um, Soon we, of course, we go there and 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 tell about what we do, so they can go and tell the students. So I think, uh, I, you know, it's not to point to any of my colleagues in the industry, but I think a lot of industry can do much more in uh, in telling what they do because that would actually attract more young people. Well, that, that's attracting them into the space, but what do you do to keep them? Oh, uh, yeah. Once you have them, I think that is our obligation to make sure that the jobs keep being exciting, right? And I think. Uh, 
I think toy business has been lucky that there's a lot of things you can work uh, with. Um, but I agree that is, uh, you know, if uh, I don't think there's an easy an answer to how to keep them. You know, that it, ha it has to be that the tasks and the, the assignments they get, they keep them staying and not, uh, you know, leaving the job again. Yeah. Well, it's we know that the time we spend with manufacturers and, and kind of, you know, mm. um, the next generation of manufacturing is exciting. So I think you're right. We need to all help to tell that story a bit more in order in order to make sure that the best talent can come into manufacturing and not just go into Facebook or Google or these other tech companies. I guess Lego's got a great brand and a, yeah. and a fun product, so that helps. But uh, yeah, we still need to tell those stories, right? But yes, but we also, we also need to tell the stories to the engineers, right? Because yeah. they're, really, they're really skilled engineers and they can get, the, you know, there's a lot of open positions for them. So we also need to tell them that we have an exciting job. And I think actually that this about combining deep mechanical functional skill sets, the background I come from, with much more uh, IT and I think that, and maybe even design, that opens up for new job combinations and new type of engineers that is much more appealing to many young people. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if they, we, we call them digital native, a lot of those that are, yeah, coming into the job market or into job market now, uh, and I can see how the old mechanical world look boring, but yeah. actually I think when they get into it, they actually can see it's actually there's a yeah. Lot yeah, we've got to open that window though, because I think just just a day, like yeah. you said, a day spent in a really modern cutting edge manufacturing facility would change a lot of minds. But yes, there or until they see it, they can't. They do, can't do, that do, you, do you think companies are adapting to a new way of working as well? You know, if you are going to attract millennials or more women into the field or uh, yeah. in the manufacturing space, do you think that companies have a way to go in terms of working practices, training, development, support, etc.? Yeah, I definitely think there's a way to go. And I think uh, I can see positively, we do a lot of toolmaker and also toolmaker educations. And um, year after year, we see, you know, now you, meant, uh, you, you mentioned uh, women. And I see, you know, I think alone that's, that diversity would also make the industry more you know, um, diversity often makes workplaces much more exciting and you get new viewpoints and, yeah. you know, you, so I think that, uh, but I agree with you, industry need to show, as I said before, they need to adapt also to a new generation where they are more, um, probably more demanding than the uh, generation was pre before them. Yeah. Well, there's never been a more exciting time with all the disruptive technology out there. So this yeah. is a great opportunity. Yeah, fully agree. And hopefully, our our conversation will will help to uh, yes. open a few eyes. And I, I think that a company like Lego that does have visibility is is pushing towards that future is really yeah. exciting. So, uh, Jesper, thanks so much. Um, we've we've had a really great conversation here, and yeah, like seeing what comes from uh, Lego's manufacturing facilities yes. in the future. I know my kids are. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, welcome and um, great talking to you.